Do you aspire to become a responsible leader? How do you see yourself now as a young man? Learning from challenges is one thing, but getting opportunities is another. If you're a young man who wants to learn about personal growth, life lessons, and leadership, tune in to Essential 11, Shaping Leaders Among Leaders. Well, what's up, man? I'm doing good. It's an honor to be here with y'all. Man, so good to see you, brother. How's life? How's, how's, how's life down there in SD, man? It's good. It's good, man. Um, moving fast, lots of operations, lots of cool opportunities, you know, yeah. uh, and just thank God for his grace and an opportunity to deliver, man, an opportunity to whip it on, you know, that's why we're here. So that's it, brother. Oh, so cool. So cool. So I want to make sure I give you a quick background and I'll give these guys um, an understanding too. So um, Byron is um, yeah, I mean, you guys are going to learn about him here in a, in a second, you guys are going to get to chat with him here, but, um, he's got about 45 minutes tonight and he's going to have to cut it short. So we're going to honor that time. So I'm going to make sure that, you know, he and I will wrap super quick to get you guys a little bit of a background. Um, and then I'm going to let you guys take it away and, and, uh, and ask the questions. So, um, and we're going to make sure we honor your time. So brother, as we're going, when it's go time, it's go time for you. When you've got a split, you got to split. We know that up front. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll thank you for putting that in there. I'll let you know. Yes, sir. Um, it should be good. I really appreciate that. Yes, sir. It should be it. For about 60 minutes. It looks like things are kind of working themselves out. <laughs> okay. No worries, man. You just say the word and we're all set. So um, I want to make sure I give you, you know, give you the, the, the background here. So obviously Tim, you know, Tim and I, and you got to meet Tim right at SHOT Show. Yeah. 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 I met every, I've seen him the last two SHOT Shows. We were hanging out at 511 this year. Okay, cool, man. That's very cool. That's awesome. So, um, you know, Tim and I have been working together for for a couple of years, been friends for been friends for quite a while. So we decided to uh, to put the young men's program together first, right, where we're bringing these mentors in and talking to the young men. And this is the first year that we've launched the men's program and the dad's program. So all of these guys here, you got a bunch of just freaking hard charging, amazing human beings on this call. And they're either part of class one or class two, class two. This is their first live mentor call. So you you are the uh, yeah you are the first one here. So these guys are tackling twelve months of projects, challenges, readings. We're doing it collaboratively, and we bring in the best of the best of the best of the men on the planet every oh, single it's an honor. And so it's a it's a great thing. And what's really cool, man, too, because I want to dive into your story a little bit before these guys you know come on and chat with you is that yeah. Class one is in the month where they're starting to dive into their faith, the spiritual side. What does that look like? How does that play into their role as husband, as father, as leader, as businessman, as entrepreneur, right? And in all those different areas. Mm-hmm. Class two, as they're starting out, they're building out the psychology behind this, the ideal pillars of this. What does my mentality need to look like? in all of these different areas where we show up and i love the fact that my friend byron rogers combines all of these because i know you are a spiritual man i know you are a savage human being who is who is also though a phenomenal husband a wildly phenomenal and intentional father Right. Like you are the epitome of the savage and the gentleman. It's that balance, you know? So I, I think this is, this is a beautiful thing, man. So I, I really want to talk for a few minutes, if you don't mind. And yeah, we'll catch any of these guys up. 
um, that may need to know, I, I'd like to start what do you, with what you do day to day. Like, what is your day to day like? What are you showing people how to so do? We'll start, yeah, let's start with that good stuff right there. With the habits, yeah. I mean, my day to day now really is, it's changed, man. It's really operations. And then I have one or two families that I take care of. So, you know, I might be uh, facilitating different teams operating um, while being on, like right now I'm in a cold position. I might get a call and have to go and take care of some things for a family. Um, But I'm really kind of like their guy, but I'm also running my teams at the same time. Um, I would say, so those are, these are my tasks, right? So in a day I'm running protection ops, I'm physically on protection ops. I'm um, syndicating and producing content to get out. uh, Cause I drop one to two videos per day which is in a really intense kind of um, pace uh, and then doing things for the school. So mentoring about three to 400, almost 400 executive protection uh, students that are trying to get in the game. So um, yeah, man, there's a lot of management going on, but like the flow, like the way I pull it off is like, I'm up at 4am, 4am. I slam my supplements roll out of bed hurts every single time, but it hurts so good. Cause we're going to war, right. Slam my, uh, supplements I have next to my bed. So I kind of biohack myself dropping about a hundred milligrams of like just caffeine, not coffee. And then a few other kind of supplements that I take that wake my brain up. And then it's on, man. I roll out of bed. I start talking to God, say my prayers, get centered. Um, And then I aim to go to the gym if I'm able to that morning, or I'm getting ready to ride off into work. Um, And I'm usually at the gym for about an hour, hour and a half. And then if I get a day at home, I'm just hammering. I'm behind my computer. I'm playing with the family. Uh, I let my my daughter barge in my office anytime she wants to. I don't care. I don't care. Unless I'm on like something public, I'll never show my family out on the interwebs because the nature of what I do, yep. um, you know, elevates risk and stuff. I'm at an elevated risk as well. I'll never show my clients either. Um, and then uh, I get home around five or six. Um Usually, depending if I'm if I'm in the United States, sometimes I'm I'm out and about, yeah. and then uh, it's family time from about five to seven. So unless something's burning down, and even that something's got to be burning down, but it's time for me to be with my fam. I got my new son, the daughter. You know, spend time with the wife and and uh, get the kids down by seven, and then and then I'm in third gear right after that happens. I'm either like one-on-one with the wife or sometimes I'm just like doing a little something with the computer while we watch a movie or something like that. And then, then we go to war all over again tomorrow. Start it all over again. Yep. I love it, man. What, what is the difference? So for, I mean, obviously none of us are in the executive protection business, but we do have the charge of being protectors and leaders in our community. We have to protect our mm-hmm. wives, our kids. We still need to be competent enough to, to be a help and be a protector. And I always tell this story, man. It was funny. One of the, Tim and I were sitting at a, a cafe in, in Texas. He just got yeah. beating me up for a little bit. And we went over and had some coffee and we're sitting down and we hear this large crash. We're in this strip mall. There's a whole bunch of people outside. We hear this large crash. He and I both jump up and we go move towards whatever this noise is. And one of the things we reflected on later was people either didn't even pay attention or they failed, right? One of those things. And we both went and it was just a lady that had fallen and she had pulled this metal table down. It was Mm. no big, it ended up being no big deal, but it was just interesting to have the conversation around how people reacted, right? And what a man, how a man should react and pay attention. So coming from somebody who lived that 
Go, oh, please, please. And on that, you know, that's kind of one of the things I really like about executive protection is it's like, this is almost your organic responsibility as a man, like the tactics that I have or that I'm cultivating and constantly working on. These are the same principles and tactics that uh, men and women, moms and dads should be implementing to protect their families. You know, protection being a masculine role with the reality that my wife's alone with my women and children right now. You know, so as as a, a CEO or as a king of this enterprise, you know, I need to make sure my women understand protection strategies and tactics and tools implementation and all that stuff as well. And to neglect that is also irresponsible. So it's like, um, as a professional protector, I'm a civilian protecting civilians. And that's why I love like, I'm not some super ninja secret, you know, yeah, ultra yeah. special dude to where it's like, yeah, well, you know, we just have a satellite shooting with a laser. It's like, no, nah, man, it's just me out here moving bodies, getting people, keeping people safe. And that's what I love teaching everyone else how to do because it's like, right. dude, this stuff applies. Oh, so, so what is the difference yeah. between for the layman between executive protection and you know the quote-unquote bodyguard, bodyguard right i always get right like i think of you i'm thinking denzel man on fire Woo, appreciate you like i'm not thinking kevin costner necessarily although he was cool too and mm. you know he did a good job with whitney right so like what God is bless that him. right so what what is the difference there yeah man so uh bodyguard is essentially um a position on a team so unfortunately, because of the movie, it's gotten all the notorieties yeah. and we kind of get annoyed when people are like, oh, you're a bodyguard. It's like, I guess, you know, <laughs> if, if that helps you understand. <laughs> yeah, sure. Then, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. It's like when you're, you know, you're in the Marine Corps and everyone's like, oh, he's like in the army or something. You're like, God bless you, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we all get we all get after each other. But so bodyguard is a close protection position where you're specifically focusing on that client, that principle. That is your specific task executive protection is essentially you're facilitating absolutely everything so the whole entire trip everything from transportation liaising with hotels liaising with the venues like all the pocs for everything you're in charge of you know talking with the consulate um all of the advanced work you're basically like the guy planning the entire operation and you have to be all things to all people mm. um and it's all security related so you kind of it's a much higher level perspective way more goes into it and when you're the bodyguard or the close protection agent it's nice you're just like hey i just got to make sure this guy is one arm's distance not close enough to introduce but close enough to protect and i can just go ahead and hang out you know when you're being aic agent in charge and all these other things you're like are the cars in position? What's our route from the stage to the green room? You know, like what's our uh, threat posture going into this place? Like doing your risk, threat and vulnerability assessments. Like you're doing all these things to create a safe environment and a safe experience. And in executive protection, it's like, if you find yourself in a force encounter 90% of the time, mm -hmm. um, it's because that's those soft skills weren't done properly. And so I'd say, you know, the soft skills, we lean so much on planning and um, moving without being exposed and things like that. And these are also strategies that civilians can implement as well um, to keep themselves and their families safe and just foresight and knowing what we're going into and then having a plan for if something happens when we, when we go into known dangers and things like that. So that's yeah. a difference for sure.
Really good. And it translates directly into leading your family as well, man. Cause when you guys are about it's, it's those same soft skills. It's that same still, you know, it's still paying attention. And I've heard you say a number of times, it's, mm-hmm. you know, the best, one of the best ways to protect yourself is to not put yourself in dumb situations where you're going to have to potentially protect yourself, right? Like 100%. paying attention, but it's being aware of those kind of things. Yeah. Um, so there's obviously some pros there as, as husband, as father, are there cons to that too? Like, does your mind race sometimes in a way? And do you see something that causes a strain on, on the family life that you have to try to reel back? Like, do you have to switch in and out of that mentality? Honestly, I think being a professional protector, uh, like functionally makes yeah. you a better father. Like you're just, cause you're just more, you're seeing everything so far ahead of, of like, you're just, you're on a whole nother level of awareness than people because you're doing it deliberately. So it's like a muscle that you're strengthening all the time. And you're like, you know, that guy's about to punch that guy in the face and you know, no one else sees anything. And then he's getting ready. And the guy's just still sitting there talking and this, it's like slow motion. And you're like trying to get over there, you know, (laughs) but then the, the downside, the only downside is this type of work, when you serve really powerful people, they can do whatever they want. So yeah. holidays, they're, they let's go to Tahiti, you know, like yeah. uh, I've been flying back from one country, had a client look out the window and go, what's that down there? Let's go check it out. And you're there for three days, <laughs> you know, like, oh, it's yeah. the Canary Islands, sir. Sweet. Let's go. You know, like, so yeah. you can live this gnarly, tumultuous life. You know, I, like I, I always say, I hit about 60 countries my first year in this game and then did that on repeat for, for seven years. Uh, and, and I've had a pretty amazing career. I've really, really blessed. Um, and then, uh, and then, uh, you know, I've had access, you know, I've been backstage, I've, I've been, you know, at inaugurations, I've been in all these places, but, you know, I did a lot of that after like setting frame with my, with my wife, you know, like she met me, I was in this life. I said, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. I'm looking for a partner in what I'm doing, you know, find your purpose, find your calling and, and add that to, and, and find the person you're going to be with after you're on that path. That is one way to make it so that they don't compete with each other. Right. One way, a million ways, but that's one thing I've seen work. Um, and so she kind of met me on my journey and then I managed those expectations when I was with her, I was very present with her. I made time with her. And then I constantly cast the vision. I'm constantly like, here's the vision. Here's where we're going. This is what we're working towards. And you're here with me and, you know, gave her tasks to help her feel like she was part of it and like doing her Mm -hmm. kind of part of the mission to get us where we need to go. And, um, I think that's how I got through those lean times when I wasn't able to spend time with her and we're on uh, on long distance formats and things like that. And now I'm in a different place where I can put teams on things and I'm able to be home more often. And, um, so now it's like the family time, but I held her off and like bought her puppies and stuff for like seven years before having the first kid, you know? Yeah, yeah totally. But you, I like what you said, though. You brought her along on the mission. So she saw the right. long vision of that. She knew that there was this, like, this is the next step. And this yep. is the next step. And we're in this together. Um, exactly. And, you know, and I think too many men do, shut that off and go, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to tackle this. Trust me, I'm doing this for the family, right? Yeah. Without including them and bringing them on the mission. And your kids want to be brought along on this mission as well. You know, I mean, that's that's a part of that too, of the buy-in on that. That's that's us powerful, man. How, um, and gentlemen, what I'm going to ask you to do so we can make sure we honor time. I want to, if you guys have questions that are already popping up, 
no matter what that is, whether it's the work-life balance side, whether it's bringing in the spiritual side, if you want to talk everyday carry, if you want, like, I want you guys to put your hands up. So I'm going to start bringing you guys in, um, but give these guys an overview too. How did you get into this? I know it's Marine, but yeah. you go into this, this world. Yeah, man. So I, I love that. Someone said, I wake up before Jocko. Hey, that, you know what? That's right. Who said that? <laughs> I mean, the yeah. lot. Jocko's yeah, a savage. Right. He's on it. I love him. I actually have a funny story about when I met him. I was working a gig at the Navy SEAL Foundation. Okay. It was gnarly, man. It was it was, it was awesome because I was literally reading his book for the second time, Extreme Ownership. Yeah. And I was like, totally like fanboy. Yeah. And then my 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 uh, buddy, the detail leader hits me up. He's like, hey, Rogers, you want to help me with this guy at the front? And I'm like, oh, okay. So I come up and, you know, I see this Jack dude just rode a bike to the Navy SEAL Foundation, like big event. It's a red, it's a black tie event. So everyone's in like tuxes, man. They're like Navy SEALs going to the prom. This yeah. dude's over here with like a, a sweat. He's got shorts on and a shirt. He got no <laughs> shirt on, takes his shirt out of his back pocket, just rode a bike, whap, like flips it out and starts throwing this T-shirt on like a polo, like a polo shirt. And I, and we're like, this guy's going to try to come in here like. No. <laughs> and he turns yeah. around, but he's jacked. So we're both like, we're going to have to earn this. And he turns around and it's Jocko. And I'm like staring at him and he's staring at me. And I'm staring at him like, I'm reading this guy's book right now. There's no way. Like, there's no way. Do you know? Like, I'm looking at my boss. Like, do you know who this guy is? I'm not telling him you can't come in here. This is Jocko. Right. I love Jocko. I work with celebrities. I could care less. I see Jocko. I'm like, oh my gosh. So that's right. I, uh, anyway, long story short, he looks at me like, because they're going to be a problem because he doesn't realize I'm fanboying out. Yeah. And um, I'm like, no, nah, no, Jacko, come on in, man. Then it was totally cool. And, you know, he's like one of the only people I've ever gotten a picture with while working. Like after everyone left, I was like, hey, man, you know, <laughs> you For think sure. you'd be all right? Literally the only time I've ever done that ever. Anyway, That's freaking so, awesome, man. And from everything, know. and I've never gotten to meet, I've never gotten to meet him. Yeah. Uh, from everything I've heard, man, he is just like, he is the most like secure, comfortable that like, is just, here's what I am. I don't care who you are. I'm a nice guy, but I could care yep. less. Yep. I got nothing to prove to anybody. And it just yep. comes across. Everybody says there's just a presence where you just realize. Yeah. yeah. And that's the way to be. And that's yes, the key to strength through vulnerability. I love it because I go to the gym and I wreck myself yep. and I do it. So I know how weak I am and I do it. So I know how strong I am. And People are like, oh, you're going to the gym because you care about physicalness. And I'm like, I do care about physicalness, but um, it brings me, it grounds me in reality. You know, mm. confidence comes from experience. Confidence is accuracy and relationship with myself. You know, and that's what I always tell people. I'm like, no, man, I know how vulnerable I am. I know that on the scale of like dude monsters, I'm like a, I'm like a six, bro. Like there's some dude monsters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, so I got to go work out. Like I got to go roll. I got to do the stuff, man. So any rate, it's a, it's awareness of vulnerability that drives those behaviors, but exactly. sweet, man. God, let's, I uh, I love it. let's, yeah, uh, good. let's get into some questions. We Tony B go ahead, sir. Send it. Hi, sir. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. Really appreciate it. Um, it's an my, honor, man. This is a, uh, father's group, as you know, um, we're all the executive protectors of our families. And I'm, I'm a big supporter of that. I'm nowhere near on your level, sir, but how do we, how do we pass it on to our kid, children? I have a seven to nine year old. I've always been the guy walking into a restaurant, checking people's waistbands, checking check everything. That's my my belief. I'm not, you know, like I said, yeah. not at your level. But how do I pass it on to them without scare them? And even my wife, who's she's she's not, you know, oblivious. But how do I pass that on right. to them without 
that that mindset and and just a part b to that would be definitely what is your edc normally but definitely uh, if you have any questions there go right ahead. yeah i love it man this is good um so i think i honestly think and i hear this so much from my guests i hear this so much from people i interact with they're like my dad was this kind of guy my dad was a sit with your back to the wall kind of guy my dad I really think that it's that we have like a, 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 a amplified ability by the grace of God to sow this into our kids, even if initially they're a little like resistant to it. But like, hey, you know, son, daughter, when you walk into a place, where do you want to sit? Make a game out of it. You want to sit with your back to the wall. Why? So we can see everything that's going on. Like, how do you want to get in and out of this environment? Where are your back doors at? You want to visually, okay, we're in a new room. Where do you want to be? Oh, I want to stand here. This is why. I think as we make a game out of it, um, and also as we use our authority to implement it, and also as we let them see us also do it, I think it just organically really, really happens, you know, and especially if we're the type of man they respect, um, then it really organically kind of sinks in. Um, there is a component of, of this that's like for more cons, like the wife, you know, like you don't want them to be scared, kind of like, oh, should I always be worried? There's a I feel more comfortable when I have a plan and a strategy and I'm implementing it. Like, you know, like the worst time was when I got back from Iraq and I had to kind of deal with the fact that like, you know, things were up here and now they're nowhere near there. Right. And I found that I was more calm after I walked into an environment and I had my back and I had everything set up, boom, then I can be more present. So, you know, I know that having a plan and thinking this way and moving through life more prudently and with more awareness actually extinguishes anxiety mm. but i think once people start doing it then they start to realize oh actually i do feel kind of better because i am aware of these things and i am kind of in an advantageous place instead of an unaware place and i think only implementing these things is kind of how people start to realize that actually they feel more empowered thinking things through than just floating mm -hmm. through things depending on their personality the last thing i'll say is i I created um, the tactical protection review on my social media for this specific thing because my sisters, I have five sisters, and I'd be like, hey, don't sit in your car and send text messages. And they'd be like, oh, you're the security guy, of course. Like, yeah. Uh. And I'd be like, okay, fine. So now I find real world violence and I run through how you can survive and navigate it. And so it's a whole different type of package. It's experiential because they're seeing this is what's happening in reality. And then they're getting educated. So I microdose them with a little bit of trauma, give them some information to satiate them again and be like, okay, well, geez, if, if I was paying attention, maybe that wouldn't happen if I moved this way. So it's it's been real effective for people that are kind of scared or averse to this type of information to start being like, oh, wow, like that could have been avoided without a gun, you know, and things like that to change the way they think. Man. Is that Dees? That's, that's, what, oh, that's great. Thank you, sir. Really appreciate it. Hey, man, it's an honor. Heck, yeah. That gamification, man, is such a big deal. I and mean, we played, um, and these guys went into, uh, in month three. And so class one, just so you guys know, third month in, two, part of part of what you guys do is start creating plans for all the different areas that you go, the places that you are most, not just home, but places that you travel most. Um, just, just 
creating escape routes and just paying attention. And you dive into things like Kim's game with your kids. Mm-hmm. Right? That's them. awesome. We play those games with our kids all the time, right? We walk in and, and my kids are start, starting to do it too. It's like, okay, dad, when we first came in, that guy at the front, what kind of hat was he wearing? You know, and it's like, we, we do those things all the time. And I'll tell you mm-hmm. what, a huge hat tip to Mr. Byron Rogers last week, man, my wife sold something on, I don't know what she sold it on, uh, but we had a guy show up to the farm, you know, to, to come, to come buy some, we have people come get stuff on the farm every once in a while. And so this guy pulls okay. up his truck and my boy walked out there with me and, and, um, you know, I always have my, I always carry just in case you never know what you got. Right. And, and so guy comes out and he jumps out of his truck and, and he's carrying as well. And it's open carry state, which is great. So he's carrying and, and all good, right. He's doing his, he's doing the right thing as well. Um, right. Right. I think everything was, uh, and everything was great. And as we're gathering stuff up and loading stuff in his truck, and I'm just, you know, paying attention to him and stuff. My boy, who just turned seven, I said, what are you watching? And he goes, he has a gun. I said, right. I said, but what are you watching right now? He goes, watch his hands. Boom. There that's you right. go. There and that's Byron Rogers right there. You've had that conversation, man. Watch yeah. that you know, and I, and again, hat tip to you, man. Cause you're the one that's really drilled that home for me too. So yeah, it's an honor. pretty freaking rad. Dan, go ahead, sir. Oh, thank you. And thanks Byron. Thanks for being here. Hey, it's an honor. Um, yeah. Basic question just in your industry. I'm just curious. I mean, are you yeah. responding to our like requests for proposals? Are you writing proposals for someone who wants security? Is that how you link up? Is that, is that basically? Yeah find the relationship or is it mostly like referral or they find you usually they find me every once in a while they pop through the website every once in a while they come through my website but usually it's like hey this guy needs security you're the security guy or hey you did an awesome job for us on this venue boom you know hey we got a family they're kind of like you know really vip and like they need some real security um, and we're doing some kind of extraction work too internationally so it's kind of like hey we got the situation with an orphanage and they need they really need to get out of there, stuff like that. Um, so mostly it's word of mouth, you know, especially like high, high net worth folks. Um, but uh, we're starting to get some cool stuff through the website because I, I'm really trying to thrust into church protection and past and uh, schools. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like where my passion's at. I've spent my most of my all my career in executive protection. Um, but my passion is starting to become like, man, I want to do like extractions for innocent people in trouble and I have all these assets that I've acquired over the years and uh church stuff you know my first client was an evangelical uh client like a missionary so I'd go into churches all around the world I'd set up a security plan sometimes I'd have an hour and a half three hours sometimes I'd have a few uh you know a few days you know auditoriums with 250,000 people we'd see a million people in in, in one of the weekends I worked um, but I did this on repeat for like seven years, you know, sometimes it'd be a room of 800 people, but I know how to set up a church. I know how to set up a school. Um, so either on the consultancy side or, or uh, putting manpower on, on target. So those ones come through the website and have, and have been kind of different, but yeah, so that's excellent. Thank uh, you. We're doing it. Thank yes, you. sir. And I, I'm a grunt, so I hate writing proposals, but we get it done. <laughs> get, it, get it done. Anyways, do you know, yes, uh, sir. You know John, you know, level? John Lovell. Um, poet society, you know? No, I mean, I think he's awesome, but I don't know him. Okay. And like I'll, checking him out, I'm like, this dude looks super dope. He's a great dude, man. So I'll have, to, I'll have to introduce you guys too. You guys should know each other. I mean, and you guys obviously a lot of the same stuff, but John's does a lot on the, um, on the church protection side too. And, and awesome. um, you know, I've been having a lot of discussions lately on the school side as well. So I'll have to yeah. 
obviously, um, you guys are good, good men. Mr. Harris. It's an honor. Byron, thanks for joining us, man. Yes, sir. I wanted Thank to you. ask you, um, so with your with your schedule and you, uh, you managing, I love the statement that, um, that Matt uh, used about you, that you have a balance of savage and gentleman. Thank so you. My wife is a little savage. <laughs> How, how do you manage, like, you know, do you ever have situations where maybe your wife or your kids don't really understand, or maybe they've lost sight of the vision, or they're getting frustrated with the demands that you have? And how do you, how do you navigate that? Um, you know, it's, that's an interesting one. Uh, I'm almost going through a little bit of that right now. And I'm thinking of what my strategy is, you know, because we've been pushing hard at my house. And, um, you know, it's, it's really keeping that vision in front of them, but then dealing with, especially my wife as the weaker vessel and making sure that I am checking on her and giving her what she needs before long, before I need what I need, you know, I can fight forever somehow. I don't know. Thank God for his strength and endurance. But, um, I've noticed like with her, like I have to step off and spend some time with her and figure out like, obviously it's changed over the years. Now it's like affection, you know, she, for me to like stop at the end of the night and hold her like means the world to her it makes no sense to me, man. Like <laughs> I just want results. What's my love language results and respect with a capital K. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's my love language. You know, if you love me, obey my commands anyway so but um uh yeah man so i've had to i've had to pay attention to where she's at and break off and make her feel like a priority not above the vision but like hey this is what we're going after but i'm mm -hmm. here to feed you and replenish you and make sure you're good and like i will stop this right now and and focus on you um, for this period of time and be deliberate and check in and then kind of like, listen, you know, so that being deliberate about it really is all it is, you know, um, that's gotten me pretty far and I have worked her like a dog, you know, <laughs> but, but we're healthy and we're good, you know, so we've just been, God's been blessing us and we're just like this for the last year and a half to two years, which has been amazing that she's kept up and, and been hammering, man. It's I'm honored just thinking about it. So cool. Man. I hope that's valuable. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. So good. Mr. Hazel, go ahead, sir. I was Rogers. Thank you for your time. Uh, yes, I just sir. got a question. At the very beginning, you said something. Uh, you don't post your kids on the internet. Obviously, we're not doing cool guy shit like you are. What uh, What do you think the risk is for just normal people posting their family and stuff on the internet? Mm. Yeah, no, that's good, man. I I don't think it's it's definitely not as high. Um, I have had multiple clients um, that have come out of, hey, we're on a trip to Tahiti, to Mexico, and we're like, yeah, boom, just normal people enjoying themselves, selfie, check it out. There's dudes there running all of the hashtags, you know, you know, vacation in the Hamptons, hitting those hashtags that will run open source intelligence on you find out that you're there and victimize you or be like sweet byron's not home let's see what is, let's see what all he's got because he brags on his instagram and then they see oh this dude's got guns this dude's got all this stuff and so these dudes will hit your house so definitely not so definitely not posting while you're out of town and different behaviors like that and i'm going to put a whole class together on on social media behaviors but the thing is even if you have the discipline to do this, uh, your kids 
won't have as much discipline. Yeah. And so, well, generally. And so people looking to victimize people like that, they follow kids and things like that um, to see, to look for those opportunities. Um, additionally, I'd say the digital realm right now is probably the number one layer and entry point for those hunting our kids, just mm-hmm. because you can't keep an eye on them. Um, and so there's, there's protection strategies that I'm still even really learning about protecting our kids there. But I think for like a normal family, I don't think there's as much of a risk. I just, with the things I've seen come out of the internet, I'm really leery. And also I have a three-year-old and a like six-week-year-old. So I'm not at the age where my kids are like, you know, we're going to get in a shootout if you don't let me on the internet right now yet, <laughs> you know, so, but in terms of what I'm doing, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't post my kids connected to me, but I don't think for normal people, there's as much risk. I still just would be hesitant to do it. <laughs> I hope that kind of answers your question. Yes, sir. Perfectly. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, sir. Yeah. And, and, and I can tell you too, Byron's extraordinarily intentional already planning. We've had, you know, a couple of little conversations about what, with these young heroes man going forward what does the schooling look like what is the education where where should we point like the man is is not just planning on you know for the executive protection side he's planning for his family he's taking a look he's intentional moving forward he's playing chess not checkers Uh, yeah uh, look tons of respect for that mr law go ahead sir Byron, thank you man i appreciate your time your energy uh is infectious and your passion is infectious man so thank you uh, I've got a two a two part question. One, what uh, elements are critical to your planning process? And then two, when the plan doesn't work out doesn't work out as you originally thought, how do you approach those situations? And what's critical there? Mm. Uh, with regards to like going on a trip, with regards to the family aspects, or which, which uh... primarily for. Um, your your profession your work awesome um so i would say if it's an international operation or it kind of depends we'll do a risk threat and vulnerability assessment and that's kind of what we base the entire operation off of um you know that's client behavior versus what we're going to do where we're going to go um, and and the environment that we're going into, we'll look at every single component of the itinerary um, and assess the risks associated with going to those places. Also looking at kind of the way the, the people in that environment have reacted to the client, you know, um, that client's kind of behavior will liaise with um, any local assets we have on the ground. So, you know, embassies and places like that. Um, I have a pretty big network from... Um, kind of building the podcast out and stuff like that. So I kind of know people in a lot of different places that can give me, you know, the real world stuff. And then, um, you know, open source intelligence information about what's going on on the ground there as well uh, in order to make sure we understand relevant relevant things. And then kind of comes the planning process. So then we're looking at, you know, based on where we'll be on our in our itinerary, um, what assets uh, do we need to make sure we can implement? So, Local law enforcement, yes, no. Um, uh, local medical capabilities, what level of care are the actual hospitals, depending on the emergency. Um, and, you know, any, if we have to do anything like a, an evacuation plan, any safe houses and things like that, depending on how permissive, non-permissive the environment is. Um, 
and then kind of we we you know and it's really a lot of it's based on the itinerary so you know that's that's essentially we can get crazy into like an evacuation plan but most of what i do isn't necessarily high risk most of what i do is like facilitating trips for normal people um but you know there's a number of things we can do on the high risk side as well and if things don't uh go as planned that's where all of the contingencies come in where you know i know where my nearest hospital is i know where my nearest law my nearest embassy or law enforcement assets are going to be based on where i'm at on that itinerary and i have evacuation plans for the hotels for the venues um and uh all the way up to making sure we can get to the runway if need be and we've we've had to evacuate clients. We had to get some out of Congo once, which was and some places in Latin America. But um, thank God, <laughs> the grace of God, it's worked out so far, man. Yes, sir. What do you think, sir? Thank you, sir. Beautiful, awesome, solid. Hey, sir. Hey, Byron. Thank you for your time, man. Been following you for a while. Um, thank you. So, kind of two questions here. One was kind of how quickly are you going to be implementing your church training? Because I'm kind of getting in the middle of getting recruited at my church and awesome. I'm any security primary as well, but I was a heavy equipment operator. So no, uh, you know, running and gunning or anything, but yeah. Um, also my wife just had our first child nine days ago. So with your kids kind of younger too, what, do you have any tools or kind of approaches that you're kind of implementing in your day-to-day -day life? Or is it just, you know, my wife kind of hangs out at the house with the kids and we just communicate. Yeah. So I guess to answer and, and kind of to go back. So I have, if you really want to go down this rabbit hole, Jason, as well, I have some online courses that kind of tell you like my process and how this stuff works. I'm literally like the day before yesterday was like, you know what I need to, I need to just create what I do and why and how I do it for churches and put it into a digital product. It's like the consultation is like the risk assessment and then me walking you through these exact where we're going to put everyone in the sanctuary. What's the route to the green room? What's the route to the back room platform? You know, how do we assess people? How do we do passive interviews on people as they walk in the sanctuary so that the wrong people don't get in the sanctuary, all that stuff. Anyways, that video product and i'll hook you guys up and and everything once it drops and push it to matt but that's about i mean it's going to drop in the next few weeks so i already shot it it's already complete um so that's coming and then uh what was your second question uh just with you having younger kids as well um kind of what are your tools or approaches to kind of keeping them protected or is it just keeping the wife of the house with the kids you know honestly some things are crude but you know, I got a big, loud dog. I got a 120-pound Connie Corso. He's not bite trained, but the wife, I sent her through about a six-month shooting clinic. I went through it with her, actually, which was pretty amazing. Um, and I love taking training with my wife because it's, like, totally the way to get her into it, you know? Um, and so we've gone to some training before. She knows how to handle uh, a gun. And the 120 pound Connie Corso is just a skirmisher, man. He's just there to complicate everything and get, make it loud. So she can go retrieve the kids. There's a gun in all the places she might be and going ahead and, and, uh, handle business if it needs to be handled. And, you know, the house is set up, you know, medical stuff's where it's supposed to be force multipliers are where they're supposed to be, uh, emergency management planning things are where they're supposed to be. And, um, I'd say the cheat code for that though is man, empowering her so like um 
I wouldn't send her off to training. I'd go with her to training and support her and do it next to her and do it with her and have her see, start seeing herself get better and stuff like that. And just, you know, if she, if you're, if your relationship's at the place where she can handle you teaching and guiding her, then yeah. But if it's at the place where, you know, you need to kind of like let her, you know, her and the instructor and all that stuff, there's even a lot of great female, you know, coaches and things like that out now that you can start plugging her into. But the bottom line is like, I'm cool, I'm tough, blah, blah, blah. Sweetheart, you are the uh, effective protector the second I step off that line of departure in the morning. So by the grace of God, so you need to, it's not like up to you. This is a responsibility that you become formidable to be able to defend our home. You know, like you gotta, you gotta do it, you know, so make it fun. Do what you gotta do. I love you. <laughs> you know, and that's how we roll. You know, it's going to be hard. You come in this house, you know, and they, they dig it. They love being empowered, you know? So. But I think what you said, what you said is brilliant though, too. They love being empowered, but when they are doing it with you yeah. too, there is a different level to that, man. And it's yeah. a different level of leadership on your side. And it is, it goes back to that. We're on this team together. We are in this mm -hmm. mission together. Um, you know, I, that, that, that elevates things for our relationship side of that too. Mm -hmm. And elevates how seriously they take that. I think that's, I think that's brilliant leadership, man. Yep. There's some super magical about, both of the things you guys asked me about when it comes to influencing your kids and when it comes to influencing your wife is like bringing them to that level. Like we're going to do this together. It's got, it's got like extra, extra blue cheese on it. You know what I'm saying? Got yes, superpowers on that. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Yeah. 100%. You're up, sir. Guillermo. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Byron, thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate yes, it. Yes, sir. Um, I wanted to ask you uh, just how, how do you navigate those conversations with churches and schools? Right. Um, around having like the necessity of having a healthy relationship with violence and protection as a mm. believer, right? Mm. Like, you know how a lot of people will say like, turn the other cheek and yeah. they, they take kind of a weak approach. Um, I just was curious as to how you navigate those conversations, what your take on that is your perspective. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The Jesus is my homeboy crowd. The Jesus is just a yoga teacher, basically crowd, you know, God bless them. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I personally, and I think I had to figure this out for myself first because I always wanted to be a warrior growing up. And I was like, well, like, is this bad? Like, am I bad? You know, I had to kind of like figure that out. Um, and for me, you know, if I'm dealing with the politics around getting a security plan implemented at a school or a high school, at a school or a church, um, you know, I always want to disarm them and let them know, like, this is something that your congregation will value. And I've done this before and I've heard on, and I'll, I'll talk to decision makers if you want, just in your guys' favor, just to get you guys to, if they want experienced someone who's experienced this before to talk with them, um, I'd be more than happy to do that. But, um, you know, I let them know that this is something that people will value. And this is something that people will come to your church for, mm -hmm. uh, is knowing that they can worship safely. And there are a number of different risks and threats and we do more security work on church campuses than we do walking around with elites um because it's it's a hospital for people that are that are that need help uh whether it's ideological opposition whether it's mental uh illness whether it's emotional distress whether it's uh the most common one which is um uh violence in the home which is domestic violence you know like oh i'm gonna find that X that left me for Jesus or whatever it is, you know, like, so they can actually be quite violent places. Um, so uh, I make sure they understand the risks associated with it, but I make sure they understand the benefits 
that like your congregation's actually going to feel safer to come and worship here. Um, and I've seen that play itself out. And then the other part of it, if I'm talking to a Christian, that's like, you know, how do you reconcile the fact that you're a man of violence and you're supposedly a man of God? And I'm, and I'm just like, listen, when God wants to get something done on this planet, he sends a man, he sends a woman. There are so many people in your Bible that moved the needle by understanding the tool of violence. There are times when the house of God was built and, and men had a hammer and they also had a sword in the other hand. Um, this is a tool that we use to serve the kingdom with. Um, and right now around the world, you know, and this is my own spiel because I've seen it. You know, there are women, men, women, and children that are being murdered, that are being raped, and that are being mutilated. And angels are not going to zip line in and kick the windows in and save them. What's going to happen is when a good person becomes strong enough to do something about it or happens to be there, that's who's going to win the day. Because God said in Genesis, let man have dominion. And so what's happening here is what we allow, what we choose to do, and what we're strong enough to protect and defend. And, you know, you only have to cite the last few years of church violence in Texas and all these different places to see that what I'm saying is true. So it just depends on if they're logical or emotionally dedicated to their argument, <laughs> you know, but I hope I gave you some arguments that can kind of help, you know, and then Jesus comes back at the end of the book with a sword coming out of his mouth and there's so much blood and the blood is up to a horse's brow. We serve like the ultimate, <laughs> ultimate warrior of warriors, you know, but he's a gentleman and it's all driven by love. You know, like I'm about to go on a whole rabbit hole, but um, I love this stuff. I, I hope that. I gave you some arguments yeah. there though. Man. No, wanna, thank you sir. I appreciate that. I want to run through a freaking. I want to run through a freaking wall right now. Dude, it's so uh, good. Run through a freaking wall. I'm right there with you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at. I'm thinking of David too, man. After God's own, oh. right? That I mean, talk about the. I mean, he's a warrior. He's a Saul. warrior through, right? That's right. Hundred percent. Saul has guilt killed his thousands. David's killed his tens of thousands. Like, right? and this that's is right. a man after God's own heart. That's right. Uh, you got it. That's exactly right, man. Yeah, Ooh, man. How how are you on? Because I know we're forty five in. How are you? Do are you? If you I'm got good. I can. Yeah, I can jump. I can run until about four thirty, and then I got to push. Okay, sir. All sure. right. Just make sure. And like I said, if it changes, say the word. I appreciate you. Go ahead, sir. Hey, Mr. Rogers. Thanks for being with us. And speaking of John Lovell, he's got some good stuff on this subject. You know, I heard him talk about Jesus, the Warrior King. You know, and and yeah. really described it beautifully, but. Um, all right, my question's around kind of more curiosity. Uh, what kind of direction or expectations do you give to the, the men that work for you? I know, obviously, you hold your own physical ability and formidability in a high regard. Um, but what are some of the expectations that you bring forth for them to be able to um, do what they need to do when they uh, need to do it? I, 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 can you, hang can on you hear me? One, one quick second. I got to I gotta see what this is real quick. That's all right. Yeah. You, sir. Yep, do what you got to do. No worries. Yeah, we'll let him let him jump on. And if he's got to jump off, he's got to jump off. That's no worries. I love these questions, man. It gets me wanting to run through a friggin' wall. This is that that warrior, that warrior part, man, that warrior conversation. Oh. He's so calm. Very much so. Amazing. Very much so. Yeah. I mean, Apogee itself want to offer something in partnership with Byron on church and school security. I mean, is the plan to do obviously between Tim Kennedy and 
Byron, you have something special there, but it, or did you want us to go direct to someone who's already fully established like Byron? But it seems yeah. like you have partner up yeah it's a that's a really good question so um and uh i've got a note down here to talk you know about uh, about the partnerships and potential partnerships because the reality is how many times it's not just with byron right we've had a few mentors on where they come on and you're like this is a natural fit like there is a natural partnership right and there's natural things like worth exploring um there's a number of those and there will continue to be a number of those um and it's a i, I almost all of them are situations where it's a maybe <laughs> and and yeah. there's so much that goes into that right so with this this is more so yes does byron have something special you bet is he gonna give us something where he has his course out for church protection and he'll like he said i'll hook you guys up i'll shoot you guys a deal and i'll make sure i link it and if you guys want to get it you'll probably probably get a deal on it and like rock and roll that's great when it's on this protection side of things then that dips into the sheepdog response element of it and yeah. so really the way that i handle any of that is i just go hey tim hey carl carl is the ceo of tko operations hey here's a potential thing because you guys are doing security as well so if we've got guys that are interested in church security do you have an avenue that you want them to go and right now i'm still waiting on the response from um you know, is there a discount for sheepdog for you guys, right? I'm still waiting on that response from Carl too. This is going to be the same kind of thing. Does it make sense? Is there an avenue to partner? Um, or is this something that you want to have first crack at offering something else? Like, I, you know, those are great conversations and we can ping Tim on those kind of things too, man. Yep. Yeah. Really good conversations. Thanks. Yeah. For sure. uh, Nicholas, go ahead, sir. Oh, wait, Ryan. Were you I think going? Ryan had something Ryan was on still going. I'm sorry. Yeah. Ryan. Yeah. On no, standards. No yeah, no, just just um, it, I I was seeing that you posted a, a little bit of a um reaction video to the the Tennessee tragedy, and yeah. those guys, you know, hats off, much respect, but I couldn't help but look and see like these guys are out of shape. Yeah, know? and I know that's a lot of us. And coming off a of month three, where that was kind of our you know, our subject, it's just like I'm seeing things through a different lens, and it's mm -hmm. um. So I'm just curious, what what's kind of your standard or your spiel to your guys to be able to be mm -hmm. part of your team? How do you, how do you keep them motivated to stay disciplined? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would, I would, I would mix this together, man. I would say, I think for men and I think for dads, and I think for people that want to be able to sell security uh, in my profession, you know, I think it's, it is like mandatory. It is absolutely mandatory. And I think it only amplifies your ability to execute your mission. If uh, those people who are your subordinates and the people serving next to you look at you and they're like, dude, I could not be what dad is like, God, dad is a monster. Like my little dude's going to come out and I'm like, Hey buddy, how you doing? Your job in life is to be better than me. Good luck. Like I'm going to make you awesome. Like, like, and you know, for my wife to look over and be like, my husband is a savage and I couldn't like this man is relentless, you know? Um, and for my guys on my team next to me to be like, if Rogers is on it, I know it's freaking taken care of. I know Rogers can handle it and like fire and forget, you know? And, and so that's kind of the pride. And it starts really with just like the masculinity. It starts with like, you look in the mirror and you're like, I want men to look at me and know they can depend on me. I want women to look at me and know they can, they can, 
They want to support me. They know they can get next to me if something's happening. Every environment I walk into, I want my presence to bring order to that environment. If I walk in a 7-Eleven, I want evil people to be like, not right now, not today. We need to wait till this dude leaves. I want people to be a little bit scared and a little bit comfortable. Like I, I love when I walk onto an airplane and all the little old ladies are like kind of clutching their purses and stuff and like a little uncomfortable. I like, get in an elevator and everyone's kind of like, like kind of, you know what I mean? And then, and then like, I help one of those little old ladies put their bag on the, on the top of the thing. And I'm smiling at people. And it's just like, it's like, this is how it is. Like your presence brings order to the environment. Um, and it also makes everyone feel safe because there's like a champion there. There's a good person who's strong and there's a good person who's formidable. Um, and there's someone who they know will stand between, you know, evil and good. And when you're a professional protector, your clients need to be able to look at you and say, this guy is going to represent my brand. This guy's going to represent my family. This guy's going to represent my corporation, my church, whatever it is, um, in a way that's in alignment. That's all, that shows the excellence that we want to project to the world. Right. And then when it comes to you walking around being a man, it's like, this is what my last name, this is the excellence that is represented in the world because of me, because when I look at you, I can see your standards. I see your physical fitness standards. I see your attention to detail. Uh, I see how hard and strong you are in yourself. This is emotionally, relationally. This is financially. And then the crazy thing about it is you can't bestow what you do not have. So then it's like, when I look at you and I see how your standards, physically the out physical out picturing of your standards. And then we look at your life and your fruit. In all those areas, you'll see that you're not able to bestow what you what you don't have. Mm -hmm. So if you're lacking discipline and if you're lacking that order and that ability to chasten yourself, we see it in your work. We see it in your work product. We see it in your ability to serve the team. We see it in your relationships. We see it in your kids. We see it in your pocketbook. Um, and so that's what I'd say about standards, man. A great man is made up of amazing standards. Like I want to be like, I push myself, you know, and I don't say this as a point of bragging, but I, I'm trying all, always to just get those standards a little bit higher, you know, like, yo, we're going to fast. We're going to do some hard stuff. We're going to like empty out the system. I'm going to talk to God. He's going to get me through this next one. You know what I mean? Like, like finding these ways, you know, like I'm going to wake up even earlier. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to push myself even more. I'm going to push myself past where I am and where I need God. And I'm going to do it during a time of peace so that when I actually really need him, we have struggle credentials because we just went 40 days on just liquids before I was in this trouble and need to talk to Jesus. You know what I mean? Like I was like positioning myself to like talk with him before this. So there's a relationship there. So I think standards are like, like you want to separate, you can be, you can be like, not that cool. Like I'm a five ten. Like not very impressive human. I came out of my mom kind of fat and dyslexic and like I've become like able to make contributions by the grace of God because of the drive to be like, I'm going to just try to raise my standards while everyone else tries to be cool. And I'm just going to try to raise those standards. It makes all the difference because it's what nobody wants to do mm -hmm. and it'll make room for you. Because then God will have something to work with, yeah. you know, a man that can discipline himself, that can stand in the fire. That's something he can work with. The one that's sitting there going, please, Jesus, save me. Please, Jesus, save me. I don't know who that, I don't, we don't know who that, none of us know who that guy is. Cause he just, he's not the guy, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it's a co-authorship, man. It's a co-authorship. I love it. It's freaking fantastic. Um, this might end up being the last one guys. Cause we want to make sure we're honoring time. So we'll see how it goes. Nicholas, go ahead, sir. Uh, yes, sir. I'll go ahead and um, 
Yeah, man, I just, uh, Byron, I just wanted to say thank you so much for your time. And I know you're a busy guy and we really just appreciate it. You giving us your time and your energy here. And I just had some thoughts on situational awareness and Sir. how it's like, I can take this idea of situational awareness of like defending myself, my family and my friends and everyone around me and apply that to like other areas of my life, right? Like, yeah, what is my situational awareness of my emotions, my finances, my lifestyle, like I can take this idea and apply it to the rest of my life and just be more aware in general. Uh, yeah. I no, it's a, it's, it's honestly, it's one of the most powerful things uh, you can do for yourself. Like I was talking about it on social media the other day and I was just like, your ability to look at yourself is everything. Your awareness of yourself so many people are afraid to look in the mirror and be like, yo, I'm kind of this. I'm kind of that. I'm not good enough. This, I only got a four pack. I don't even have a pack. I'm fat right now. But like, that is like the best form of self-love. And that is the foundation for everything. But people are afraid to look at their inadequacies. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then they build a whole, their whole life off of lies. You can only look at reality as accurately as you can look at the reality of yourself. And then you'll never outperform your self-concept in, in the world. You'll never fight for more than you believe you deserve. You'll never fight for more than you believe you can conquer. You'll never fight for more than God's shown you or you believe you can acquire with him. And so this, this concept of self-awareness is everything. And I think it's just like arrogance. It's something that should be handled with trepidation and, and, a, and a healthy amount of respect and fear. Because I'm always afraid that there's something about me that I can't see. And I'm always like, Father, like incline my heart to your word like help show me like my failures and how i'm not good enough and my inadequacies like because those are the most dangerous things in our lives and you'll never outperform those things and it is literally your task to find all of them and kill every single one of them on yes, the altar sir. of progress god's god speaks the language of sacrifice and we need to find those versions of ourselves and sacrifice them and the more it hurts the more it matters and then it's so good. That's the widow's might. You ain't got no money. Find some weaknesses and sacrifice them things. You know what I'm saying? On the altar of progress to be a better human, to make, to serve on higher and higher levels, man. Great, By the man. grace of God. I love that stuff, man. That's a good question. It's so important. It and, the, and the stronger you are, the more dangerous it is because the closer you think you are to be in something worth something. And that's when you can get blinded, you know? So good. So good. Um, Mike, we can make it like 30 seconds or the last. Yeah, no, I'm just... loving this. This it's, is super dope. Anytime, it's so man. I wish fun, I had more man. time. It's so fun. And you just have the this problem awesome. with these evening calls is we get to talk to men like you, and then I don't go to bed, bro. Cause I it's just, you know, because <laughs> you're like jacked. I'm like, just ready to freaking go, man. Let's go to war like, somewhere. Yeah. East Coast time, right? All right, Mike. I'll let y'all you know, just end it if you want to just. Now, let's, we got time for one more, brother. What's up? Right, business side, thank you for being here. So business side of things, how did you yes, take sir. your skill set and then transition into becoming self-employed with that skill set? Because we all have skill sets, but not everybody yeah. can become self-employed. So what's that first step? Bro. That's a big one. No, no, no. Yeah. The first step, but I mean, the first step is just, let's see here. So executive protection then i was like dude i'm gonna start a podcast mm -hmm. and i started a podcast which then helped build the brand and then i was just building the brand and having a really good time having fun at it and then i ran into one of the guys who's my marketing guy 
And he's like, dude, how are you monetizing this thing? And I'm like, I'm just like, it's cool. And I'm helping people. And I like, help. he's like, dude, you got to monetize this thing. And then that's when it started to really kind of turn into let's create a product. Let's figure out how exactly I can help people. And then let me put that behind the momentum I have in the brand. And that's when we started to monetize my, my service to the world, really. Um, and that's when everything really changed, you know, uh, up until then I was just having a good time, like, you know, contributing. Um, but I'd say right now on the internet, it's interesting because it's very, it's like the easiest time ever to build a business around, um, your unique offering. But at the same time, there's lots of, um, there's lots of competition and it's turned into a pay to play type environment. Right. So I would say, you know, I would say the most, the lowest hanging fruit is build your offering, build your, build your brand, build the people that are following you give, just become consistent at giving that gift, mm -hmm. you know, find a way to be able to do it without giving away the secret sauce, make a product out of the secret sauce, but be consistent in your contributions on the open web. This is going to attract your specific avatar, like your actual tribe to you. And then as you gain rapport, like I drop one to two videos a day because I'm having a relationship with you guys. I meet people on the streets that like know me because they're just like, dude, I've been following you for a few years. Dude, you've spent more time with my ideas and my thoughts and like Byron than 90% anyone who's not following me, you know what I mean? We've had how many conversations in the course of a week? Yeah, you know, like just at least me downloading who and what I am, right? So you form a relationship with as many people as you can through this content. Um, and then when it's time to buy, it's easy, you know? So I have products from, you know, that are thousands of dollars and people will push the red button because they are seeing me all the time in lives and they're seeing me communicate. So that's my advice. Be consistent with yourself online, create a relationship, have a product to back it up, implement that product, and um, then you can scale it up as you get marketing dollars uh, with, with, with paid ads, but that starts getting expensive, but you know, there's a time for that. And then the other cheat code is don't do all the things you hate, do the things you love. So if you like to make the video or if you like to do your whatever specific thing is your contribution... Hire someone to do the videoing, hire someone to do the blogging, hire someone to do the website building, hire someone to do, you know, go on Upwork, hire someone in India or China uh, while the dollar still has some potence, and then uh, have them do the stuff for five, six, seven dollars an hour. And uh, you just keep doing what, what brings you power and what you love and sprint. So More help than you know, man. Thank you so much. So good, brother. So good. And I, I know you got to get out of here, man. Is there what? <laughs> how do we support you, man? What's the what's the best? Um, let's see here, you know, like YouTube's my favorite, um, not my favorite, but like long form content, YouTube, Byron, you'll find me on there. Byron underscore, Byron underscore Rogers is my Instagram. Um, just look me up on YouTube. It's just Byron Rogers, B-Y-R-O-N-R-O-D-G-E-R-S. Um, and then my website, byronrogers.com. If you need anything security related, bravo researchgroup.com. But then also I should mention. I got a couple of things going on. I'm consolidating them on the website, but um, protectornation.com is the first social media platform for protectors. We're getting that bad boy up off the ground. So go make a profile, start contributing, getting to know who's who in the zoo. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff. I got protector level one getting ready to roll out, which is the online education and the protector symposium that we got coming in October. It's going to be amazing. So it's, the, it's, it's so good. It's an honor. So good. You have now taken the step to becoming a great leader of tomorrow. 
Join the Apogee program by visiting www.apogeestrong.com. For inquiries, contact us 916-728-0606 or email matt at apogeestrong.com. Thank you for listening to Essential 11, Shaping Leaders Among Leaders. Stay tuned for more episodes.